About one in five U.S. adults lives with a mental illness. At Providence, we're using technology to improve behavioral health care. With technology like cell phones seemingly becoming more ubiquitous than running water and stable electricity, we at Providence believe that digitally enabled solutions can be a game changer in improving mental health care. And we want to keep innovating. We know that we can learn from people outside of our industry. So I spoke to Styx co-founder Jordan Goldberg. Jordan, uh, tell me about the needs that Stick is trying to address. Sure. So Stick is trying to address anybody who is striving for self-improvement and needs a little bit of help reinforcing resolve and willpower to make that behavior change. And so we've set out to build a digital solution that helps uh, to do just that, to hold people accountable, to hold them incentivized uh, in a manner that will reinforce that resolve and willpower and so that they can actually make the meaningful change they set out to do and we can try to close that intention behavior gap. That, that is absolutely amazing. We're both striving to improve people's well-being using these digital tools, uh, but we know that can be hard. Uh, so in your experience, what is the secret sauce of an online platform that keeps people engaged to be positive habit building and goal setting? Sure. Well, the first place to start is uh, meeting people where they are. We always say in the behavioral world, we have to meet people where they are because if you're trying to get someone to take a, a modest step, you can't go and put a goal, a goal line or a stake in the ground that's 100 yards away. You need to put one that's two yards away. And what's great about using digital tools is, while in many respects, the fact that we're glued to them is a problem, in other respects, it actually presents an opportunity, right? An opportunity to be to create mindfulness, an opportunity to uh, nudge towards positive behavior, and an opportunity to engage in a conversation where people might not feel uh, otherwise inclined if it was in a real-life conversation. So from that perspective, there's a lot of opportunity. And so where, where we where we play a big role is allowing people to use stick in the manner in which they're accustomed, or excuse me, the manner in which they're comfortable, uh, by creating goals and creating their own deadlines within Stick and creating their own layers of accountability framework, but ones in which they're making the active choice about who they want to be involved in their in their journey um, and what types of information they want to share along the way and to be able to get that encouragement and feedback, um, but be held ultimately be held accountable by someone other than yourself. I absolutely love that. So, you know, most people in my world of mental health care uh, are reluctant to receive care because of the stigma associated with it. Now, similarly, you know, making life, lifestyle changes, healthy lifestyle changes can be really challenging. But there's, uh, you know, stigma associated with that as well. Losing weight, eating healthy, discontinuing smoking. Uh, these are all hard uh things to do, yet uh, the stigma of admitting that you need help to make a change prevents people from getting any help. So how, how did you solve for those factors when creating Stick? Sure. Again, I'm going to I'm going to go back to my refrain about meeting people where they are, right? So we want to create an environment in which people don't feel intimidated, right? Where they they're not asked to do too much or they're not asked to step too far outside their comfort zone. We want them to take baby steps. And so when they're creating their goals on stick, whether or not their commitment is public versus private, completely up to them. And there's a lot of little individual layers within our platform where people have complete control over who sees what about their profile, who sees what about their goals, whether or not they want to share it with just themselves and not broadcast it with anybody else and just get accountability from a digital platform that's going to nudge and remind uh, without having you know, the public awareness. And then as folks want to start incorporating or layering in other friends and family um, or other areas of a, of a clinical support network, they can do so through our platform sort of um, 
you know, as you know, as they gain that comfort. And so, what's great about that is that uh, we ask them to walk before they run, and then we can layer that in as as that comfort grows. And so, it's really important to make sure that people don't feel overwhelmed and pressured to do things where they're then going to dismiss the opportunity to disengage from their journey. And so, having those the, the private the privacy tools in place, but also having uh, a digital solution that can provide accountability that's that's not human actually really is that low barrier to engagement, low barrier to entry with the with the platform that I think is a good recipe for our success. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I really love the way you've described meeting people where they are. Um, you know, I think that's a very strong focus of what we try to do as well. Uh, we believe in, in uh, caring for the whole person, meeting their physical and mental health needs with no wrong door for care. So when people come to our primary care clinics, if they're struggling with making lifestyle changes, uh, we don't give them a, a piece of paper with a referral to go and see someone. We we connect them instantly in that moment, in that very clinic, meeting them where they are uh, with the behavioral health provider who can use evidence-based tools to start helping them in that journey. And we also try to then offer virtual self-help tools uh, like computerized cognitive behavioral therapy to help in between those visits. But one of the challenges is, you know, it's it's hard for a lot of people to to hire a personal coach or a therapist to, to help these goals, achieve these goals. And so how, how does Stick really try to break down those traditional barriers and broaden access to positive habit-building tools? Sure. So what's important to understand from a behavior change perspective is there's other folks that can help besides professionals. At the end of the day, um, you know, information is out there and is accessible in terms of what you need to do. The problem is there is a gap between what you need to do or what your stated intention is in terms of what you'd like to do and what you actually do. And so that comes down to, as I said earlier, resolve and willpower. How do we reinforce um, that behavior? Um, and so from that perspective, uh, we looked towards um, sent positive centers of influence, right? And positive center of influence does not need to be a professional. A positive center of influence could be a close friend, could be a significant other, could be a roommate, uh, could be a parent. And having that accountability with those loved ones that want to see you succeed, that's going to be uh, an encouraging and positive force for good in your life uh, it plays a really critical role in that in, in that behavior change journey. And so so our, our method of breaking down those barriers is to say, actually, uh, you don't need to access these people in the first place. Let's just start with steps for you. Let's start with things that you're comfortable sharing with maybe some close friends and family, whoever you personally decided and deem fit uh, to be able to play that, that, that role for you. And let's start there. And I think by uh, by I don't say we're, I don't want to say that we're removing the barriers as much as we're we're actually shifting the perspective of who what you know, types of resources can actually help you change. That makes a lot of sense. You know, as I as I reflect on those comments, I think about it. You've truly democratized knowledge and these tools to to help empower individuals, and and that's that's so powerful. I I, I love that. You know, one thing we've learned through our journey is that we really need more innovative partnerships, uh, as we learn from industries outside of uh, healthcare. Uh, we we invested uh, in uh, Lyra Health, which is an online platform focused on employee wellness, but then we're we're also trying to build a network of virtual counselors that improve mental health and well-being of our caregivers, their dependents, and really focused on, on you know, what you just described, like meeting people where they are and building tools that just fit into the normal way of their living their life. But I, I also really appreciate the fact that, you know, it's more than just professional, uh, you know, caregivers and therapists that can help people. There's, if you give people access to good information, uh, good self-help tools, they can start that journey. And I think that's really important. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So are, are there specific success stories that speak of the power of your platform, you know, how users leveraged it to change their personal trajectories? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's what's fascinating about Stick is we see a lot of people come to just do maybe small little goals, or, um, you know, just get back into an exercise regimen, maybe just lose five or 10 pounds. But then we see folks who have smoked for 20 years uh, successfully quit um, on Stick or folks who... Uh, you know, we're obese and have lost 50 plus or more pounds through our site and have really submitted some um, really powerful life-changing stories. We have some people who've had, frankly, some quirky habits um, that they've broken through stick and it's really changed their life because they had some mental dependencies upon um, some behavioral tics that they may have had. And so, yeah, it's it's been really, it's been a really rewarding part of what we do. You know, there's one specific story that comes to mind about an army vet Um who had proactively wrote into us the day he made the commitment about how he felt like this was his last resort and that he's hoping Stick uh, will make that will make that difference in his ability to really overcome um, some of his, some of his um, life uh, help him overcome some of his lifestyle challenges. So he had been discharged from the from the army and he'd gotten a desk job and he had gone from being incredibly in shape um, to very very overweight um, in a short period of time. And I think he was battling depression as a result of um, some of his experiences at war. And um, ultimately, his marriage broke down as a result. And so he wanted to get back in shape for him, not only himself, but ultimately, he, you know, he was hoping to win back his wife. Um, and it was a really touching story to hear. It was really heartbreaking because we heard the beginning of it. I, I almost wish he had just emailed us at the end of the journey and said, hey, everything worked out. But he wrote in when he first created the commitment. And so we decided, I felt it was so powerful, I said, um, you know, we'd love to be able to follow your journey. And so actually taking a step back a little bit more about our tool and around, you know, we talked about breaking down the traditional barriers to allowing friends and family and other types of support networks in on, in your, on your journeys is when they create a commitment on stick, not only do they stipulate what the goal is and their time frame, and, you know, they, they submit these weekly reports. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, in, in between uh, the brick and mortar visits that you might have with some of your patients, um, that there's a there's a forum for documenting that inter, intermittent progress um, that's more anecdotal or qualitative in nature, and so we have that richness where they can talk about what they did at the gym that day, what they ate, how they felt. They can upload photos of their progress, videos of their progress, and share that with um, a broad network of friends and family, whomever they've invited to to view their progress, and they can offer words of encouragement in real time. Additionally, users can actually designate what we call a referee, a singular third-party individual to confirm the accuracy of their weekly reports. And so by outsourcing that accountability, this has some more teeth in the program. And it's optional about whether or not people want to designate a referee, and, but we encourage them to pick someone that's going to hold them, hold their feet to the fire. Again, could be a loved one, could be a um, it could be a, a, a significant other, roommate, friend, whomever, colleague. And so we had asked this gentleman who had written in um, if we could follow as a supporter. And he said, absolutely. And I said, we, we, you know, we'd love to offer you feedback. Can we chime in on your journal? And really, we want to be a, you know, a powerful center of influence for you as well. And he said, absolutely. And this is the first where we had really— uh, as sick employees actually had asked and requested permission to join the commitment of one of our own users. And we ended up building a friendship with this gentleman, having Skype sessions with him. Um, didn't have the opportunity to meet in person, but we followed his journey, ultimately lost um, over 60 pounds with stick, um, ultimately reconciled with his wife. And it was really a very heartwarming story um, about, um, you know, how he had gone from from the top of the mountain to rock bottom, uh, back on top again. And so there's lots of those little stories, but that's one of my personal favorites. 
Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. And just listening to that, you know, we, at Providence St. Joseph Health, we, we have a commitment to every individual we serve. And we say, I will know you, I will care for you, and I will ease your way. And just hearing what you just described uh, with this vet's journey, it's just so powerful. And it's, it's the core of our mission as well. So thank you for sharing that story. Absolutely. So as we think about this, Jordan, like what can tech innovators, entrepreneurs, both inside and outside healthcare, learn from your approach to goal setting and habit building? Sure. I think um, what I would take is that simplicity is key. Um, I think that's one of our key lessons learned. You don't want to overwhelm when you're building a digital solution um, with too many features or too many things that you're asking the user to do, right? We always say in, in, in any given, you know, in every given ex- uh, little micro experience within our mobile within our mobile apps is have one call to action. You know, what do we want? If the user's on this page, what do we want them to do? Let's not distract them with lots of information or lots of things to do. What's most important right now? Do we want them to just simply make um, a journal update about what they did today during their goal? In that case, let's have a clean page that says, what did you do today, right? And make, make sure that we had create that singular focus uh, for them to make that update and stay mindful of their goals. But that's really true of really um, any of these experiences when you're trying to build habits is focus on one little thing at a time because it's, you know, it's staying mindful because your thoughts uh, become your actions and your actions become your habits, right? And so to do that, you have to start small and make sure you have that that laser focus on one thing at a time and then build out your experience from there. I, you know, I love the way you describe the singular focus and, you know, we think about where we are uh, and, you know, what opportunities we have. Uh, both improving behavioral health care, but also health behaviors, as you described, you know, in your experiences. You know, we're, I, I think we're just at the very beginning of using digital tools to map and understand behavior. And, you know, with the combination of sensors, big data sets, machine learning, will likely transform, fundamentally transform how we measure and describe behavior. So there are some amazing opportunities that we we all have. And I think this is uh, core to our mission. We we want to make sure that we're doing everything we, we can to help every individual realize their fullest potential of well-being. And sounds like, you know, your work is at the heart of that, too. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, s- wonderful you know, great, great information about your platform and, and especially the story of the vet that, that was so touching. Yeah, no, uh, thank you, Arpan. And I actually think you just hit on an important point as well around the sensors and these other digital tools because this goes back into some of the themes that you had asked about in terms of, well, you know, how do we remove the stigma? How do we uh, get people to engage with these tools? And by uh, by removing sort of maybe the clinical equation from it where people feel like, oh, I'm just going to get barked at by by a physician or I can't afford this trainer. Uh, but now you have these lower cost solutions, right? And you have these opportunities to get be held accountable, be able to set goals and milestones and be able to track them uh, without necessarily having um, real people involved. And so for a lot of people, that's an easy way, an easy foray in, into into this realm. And so actually at Stick, we now have integration with your Fitbit. And so if you've got a goal... Um, to jog 10 miles a week or maybe take 10,000 steps a day, you don't necessarily have to invite your friend and family member to be your referee. If you want to be held accountable by your your device, um, we can actually record and pull your data uh, and then nudge you in terms of whether or not you're behind or ahead or whether or not you've met your goal. And then it's up to you whether or not you want to share you know, that third-party data with with a loved one to, to verify uh, your reports. So I think that's really the future. And ultimately, yes, machine learning is, is going to provide tremendous amounts of opportunity when we can really learn about 
you know, hey, when, when folks are writing this in the, their commitment journals on stick, how is that a predictor um, of, of, their next, uh, of their next behavior, right, or of their success or, or lack of success? And if we could start to predict that behavior based off of things they're saying earlier on in their journey or some of the steps that they're taking earlier on in their journey, we might be able to course correct more uh, uh, earlier on um, and provide a little bit of an intervention. So if we see someone falling off, so we start testing some messaging around ways in which they can get back on the saddle. And so I think you're right. We're just scratching the surface here, and I'm really excited over what the next three, four, five, even ten years are gonna are gonna take. Yeah, no, it's it's just so impressive, and I really enjoyed this conversation. Living in healthcare, you know, thinking in a very traditional way, it's so refreshing to hear from outside of our industry, and and I think we're so aligned in our way of thinking and where the field is going to move and how we really just change some of these things. It's this is, you know, it's it's. Um, giving you know empowering individuals empowering communities this is this is so fundamental to what we should be doing so thank you so much for sharing uh you know all of this is i really enjoyed this thank you absolutely thank you so much for having me <laughs>